Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Getting to Know Gray 17. I am here with Justin on today's episode to get to know him a little bit better. So uh, we appreciate you joining us. As always, I am John, one of the co-hosts of Gray 17, a Babylon Babylon 5 podcast. And Justin, thank you for joining. Feel free to introduce yourself to the crowd. Yeah, my pleasure, John. Um, hey, everybody. I'm Justin. Uh, you may know me already as one of the newbies here on Gray 17. Um, I also like to hang out and uh, shoot the stuff about uh, The Last of Us with John and Kevin on the First For Us podcast. So having a lot of fun doing both of them. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad to have you on, buddy. So uh, let's start as I always do. So let's figure out how you got involved with Gray 17. So walk me through how you heard about the pod and then what made you want to join the pod. Um, I first heard about the podcast, I think, uh, both, both Blake and Kevin had said something to me about it before, um, that they were thinking about doing this crazy podcast where people would watch it with new people. I had never seen it. Um, I never watched the show or anything like that. Um, I knew Blake and Kevin from back in our college days and, uh, they had been begging me even back then in the early two thousands that I needed to watch this silly show that they loved called Babylon five. And I just never, I just kind of blew it off. Never really, you know, decided I was going to do it. And then, uh, once this opportunity came around to do the podcast, I was like, well, what the hell, you know, finally go ahead and pull the trigger on it. And it's been, uh, it's pretty, been pretty wild so far. I can tell this is going to be a good interview because you've already stepped on like two of my follow-up questions. So <laughs> I will uh, I'll have you elaborate a little bit more because usually my follow-up question is, had you ever heard of or seen Babylon 5 before you joined? And he kind of gave us that, that answer a little bit. But, but you hadn't seen Babylon 5. But when I talked to Nicole, she, we get to talking about Battlestar Galactica. And I know you're a huge Battlestar Galactica guy, though. Indeed. Yeah, I love the, especially the new series. Um, I, and that's probably one of my favorite shows of all time. I probably watch that about once a year. I do, I do a rewatch of that. Yeah. Um, well, walk us through. So you mentioned knowing Blake and Kevin previously, walk us through for, for everybody listening out there. How do you know each of your co-hosts? Um, well, start out with the simpler ones, Emily, um, Andrew and Mike. Um, I've only ever actually seen on screen. I didn't know them before we started doing the podcast. I think they're more closely connected to Scott. Uh, but the rest of you jokers, um, I've known since the college days, uh, more so Kevin, Blake, and Jesse, and Nicole. Um, I knew very well. Uh, we were in a crazy uh, student organization called Model Illinois Government back in the day. And then uh, you and Scott, I knew of, um, but you guys were kind of coming into the organization as I was going out. So I didn't really know you guys all that well until we kind of became friends on Facebook and stuff like that after all of that. Uh, but it's a lot of them I've known for the better part of 20 years. Yeah, we, it was, I think the first time you and I met, well, you, I think your last year was my very first year and we didn't really have yeah. a whole lot of interaction, but then as you become alumni of stuff, because uh, I will say that that group, it's still going, by the way, which is amazing. Cool. But, um, you know, that group was really good about keeping alumni around and come back to support. And so there was, uh, you know, many a get togethers shared over many a drinks and many a laughs oh, yeah. of, of that. So um, so why don't you walk us through uh, what you currently do for a living or any interesting jobs that you've had up until now? 
Well, um, the last, I spent about five years working in the board game industry um, up until last year. And then I've been transitioning more into a sports merchandising kind of career um, where I've done work for the Indianapolis Indians and the Indy Fuel and um, working for a merchandising production company. Uh, but as of actually this coming Monday, I'll be taking over as director of merchandising for the Indy Fuel hockey team down here in Indianapolis. So we're all, so all of grade 17 is going to get decked out with Indy Fuel swag. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hence, you know, I'm, I'm a hockey nerd, so I'm always wearing hockey gear, hockey jerseys and stuff like that. So. So I want to go back to the board game thing. Cause that's super interesting. Um, I'm sure a lot of this audience um, loves board games or I'll just speak for myself. I love board games. Um, does Babylon five have a board game? Do you know? I know that they have had them in the past. Um, there's not anything like anything that I am aware of, um, I think is quite a few years old. I don't think they've done anything recently with the, with the, um, with that brand at all. Gotcha. Okay. Because I wasn't sure if you had previously seen one or since now that, you know, we've become fans of the show, if you've gone back looking, because, so I see your, your B5 figures in the background. And so much like myself, to Scott's chagrin, as he just assumes we will spoil everything, uh, I have also started to buy B5 merch and didn't know if you had run across a game or if you looked into it or not. No, not yet. Um, I haven't done real deep digging into games yet. I would love to actually do something as like some bonus content um, with a game that is, of course, not not spoilery. So that's something I'll have to work out with Scott. Yeah, everything. Every time I have a cool idea to do something, I'm like, well, shit. Now we got to wait. Like three years before we can do it yeah so it's a it's a bummer all right so when you're not uh pimping swag for the indie fuel or rocking the game board industry what do you do for fun you mentioned hockey but what kind of hobbies you got oh i'm big into video games i'm big into still big into board games you can see a lot of them behind me um i um watch a lot of different sports not just hockey but i follow baseball and american football pretty closely a um, little bit of European football, but not a whole lot. Um, and then just, I like actually hiking. I go out, try and hike every now and then, um, and just try and be outside and explore as much as I can. So when you're not being productive, how do you like to waste your time? It's a good time. Lay, on the, lay on the couch and snuggle with my cats, probably. Oh, okay. All right. How many cats yeah. do you have? Three. Three cats. Are those your only pets? They are my only pets. Yep. All right. Well, here's one for you. If those pets could talk, what do you think they'd say about you? Oh, probably say he farts too much. Um, <laughs> doesn't doesn't feed us enough. Um, doesn't pay enough attention to us. You know, my human servant is, is rather failing. So that's, that's probably the kind of stuff they'd say. It's funny. Nicole has cats and she said very similar things, uh, especially about the feeding and and I, I've had a cat once in my life and um, the whole, like, they just want to be fed 24 seven. You know, they're always, it's, it's. Oh yeah. Always crying for food and all that stuff. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. Here's one for you. What is your go-to karaoke song? Currently it's my way by Frank Sinatra. Um, but okay. I've, I've contemplated changing it up a little bit, maybe doing some, it's raining men. 
Okay, so a couple of things. So I asked you before this, you have not seen Emily's or Nicole's episodes yet. Um, so Emily specifically mentioned it's Raining Men. So that's hilarious. It's a banger. <laughs> I was down for it. Nicole and I talked about, so to your my way point, Nicole and I talked about our anti-love, you know, our kind of hatred of slower karaoke songs. So since that one's mm. your real go-to, tell me why, like why pick a slow song in karaoke? I don't know. I just think it's fun. It's, I have a terrible, terrible singing voice. And especially if I'm up there, it takes us, there's only a few people in this world that know exactly how many drinks it takes to get me up on stage. There is a number. And once I'm at that point, I'm not a hundred percent sure I can always keep up with some of the faster paced songs. I tried to do, I'm still standing by Elton John one time and it was a disaster. So I try to stay towards the slower stuff that I can keep up the pace with. I mean, I have to follow up. Okay. So what's the number? I'm not telling you. You'll have to find out for yourself one day. What? All right. <laughs> well, you heard it, fans. He doesn't want to share what the number is. So if you if you see Justin out in the wild, you'll never know how many drinks to buy him. So, all right. <laughs> um, okay. What actor would you choose to play you in your biopic? Justin's taking over the Zach, world. Zach right, Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. He's my spirit animal. Okay. So the, the Gray 17 movie, because we've just, we've taken over and it's, it's incredible. People want to see it. Zach Galifianakis is who they're casting as Justin. Yeah. Kind of the bald look he had in Hangover 2 with still the beard and stuff like that. I think that's what I would go with. Yeah. All right. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, okay. Are you a reader at all? I am. Okay, because I've known you've had some creative ideas. So have you ever thought about writing a book? And if you were going to write one, what would it be about? Um, I've always wanted to try to write a book, um, but it's having the idea playing in your head is one thing. Trying to get it down on paper and have it make sense is 100% another one. Um, I would love to write a story about um how humanity fights a war against an invading alien force wins and then the book actually starts with them it's the story of how they try and rebuild after the fact you know so it's like the whole war takes place before the book even starts and it's it's just about telling the story of humanity and how they try to rebuild afterwards and that's kind of what I would like to try and tell a story of sometime if I can ever bring myself around to get to it. Okay. Or yeah. another idea is a reverse first contact story, telling it from an alien races perspective. If they say find the Voyager probe and realize they're not the only ones in the universe and how that affects their culture and society. Okay. Both interesting ideas, both that you've given away for free here. So sorry about that. <laughs> um would it be so some of those I could see as like a graphic novel or a series of comics are would you put would you prefer both of them be like what medium would you would you want to do those probably in? graphic novel if I had to choose yeah are you a big fan of uh, graphic novels comics or anything now oh yeah I have a whole bunch of them got a favorite series um I'm mostly a Batman guy okay um so I especially like a lot of the DC dark label or DC black label um series so kind of the one-shot stories that aren't tied into the regular 
you know, bi-monthly or monthly Batman editions, a um, little bit yeah. darker tales, Brian Azzarello. I love Scott Snyder as a writer. Um, that's kind of who I would want to be if I started writing anything. Um, so that's kind of the stuff I stick to. So like big, so I wasn't the Black Label, but were you a big fan of his Court of Owls kind of saga there? Oh yeah, Court yeah. of Owls is great. Um, and then the Year Zero was really good too. Yeah, he's done some good stuff. Uh, Azzarello, he did the... Batman who laughs, right? Or no? Yeah, and he did um think Noel. Okay. He did. Um, and I think he did an arc, not the Grant Morrison Arkham Asylum, but I think he did another Arkham title. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right. So this is an interview, and I've asked you a handful of questions, but what is one question you wish people would ask you more? What brings you joy in life? Okay. Um because that's something that is that's something that especially over the last couple of years, um, I've tried to kind of retool my life around is more focusing, um, not more more focusing on just the things in my life that bring me joy and less on things that make my life a little bit more of a struggle. So and that includes having to let some things go um, that I proved that I previously cared about in the past. Um, but yeah, just kind of what what brings you joy, and it could be people, it could be places, it could be things, it could be all of them. So, well, you're the third one I've done of this, and none of you have gotten this. <laughs> My follow up question is, Justin, what brings you joy? It's just all a ruse <laughs> to get you to give me a question. To, just- to give you a question, <laughs> um, honestly, just what brings me joy? Um, people bring me joy. I love meeting new people and that's kind of why I've kind of started. That's why I loved working in the board game industry, all the different people I got to meet from working all the different conventions. Um, the people that I, you know, interact with now working on more sports focused side of things um, and just the friendships and the relationships that I've made over the years, you know, some of these people, you know, are family to me. And that's, that's, you know, something that I would never give away for anything. Um, and just, just being present in the moment kind of brings me joy too. I'm, I work really hard lately not to worry too much about what the future is going to hold or anything like that. Um, and just trying to focus on the here and now and live every moment to its best. And so that's kind of the things that kind of bring me joy right now and my cats. <laughs> Great answer. Great answer. I want to circle back um, because you mentioned being a Batman fan. So it's been my experience. Yep. So I'm a Marvel guy, although I do enjoy Batman, but it's been my experience. Every Batman fan has their Batman. So I'm going to ask you what or who is your Batman? And that will, that can include movies, comics, video games. When, when you think of your Batman, who do you picture? Um, Kevin Conroy. So the animated series. The animated series. That's whose voice I hear when I read Batman now. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it was a good one. It was a great series. I think he also voiced some of the movies too, right? I think he. Well, the animated, the Mask of the Phantasm, of course he did. And then he also did um, Arkham Asylum. He did some of the video games as well. Yeah. That was a bummer to, to the killer. The, the killer joke, I think, was his last performance as Batman, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He was great. Um, all right. Ask you what you want to be asked more. What gets on your nerves? What's a question you wish people would ask you less? Um, and it's, you know, not a knock against you, but tell us a little bit about yourself. 
um, because I mean, it's 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 a generic question. Yeah. Um, so it's like that's kind of like any anytime and it's it happens when you sit in an interview, it happens when you meet people for the first time. Oh, well, Justin, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. And I'm like, uh, I like tater tots. It's it's, <laughs> it's just one of those things that kind of always makes somebody blank whenever yeah. they're asked that question, because like, well, what do I say that doesn't make me sound like I'm conceited or doesn't make me sound like I'm undervaluing myself? And it's so. That gets kind of annoying sometimes, but all right. Maybe I should maybe I should start these interviews with that question so I know <laughs> what not to ask. Um, <laughs> all right. So if you could switch uh, places with any one person in any point in history, could be in the past, could be the present, whoever, for one day and only one day, who are you picking and why? Charlie Chaplin. Oh, all right. um, I I love his films. Um, I'm a big fan of his work and I think that he was just a very brilliant comedic mind. And I think that is somebody that I would like to actually spend not only a little bit of time in that era, mm -hmm. because I think like the, the, the 19s, the twenties are a pretty, you know, fascinating era and just what, like the silent film industry kind of, you know, fascinates me a little bit too. So just to see kind of what that was like back in the, you know, the early days of Hollywood and stuff like that. So yeah, Charlie Chaplin probably. So for your one day, are you picking a day you're shooting a film or are you picking a day you got off? Oh, probably I would actually love to be on the set of The Great Dictator. Oh, okay. You have, so you have a specific yeah, range. That, yeah. yeah, that's, that's probably one of my all-time like my top one of my top five favorite films and i think that just the um everything from reading his autobiography and from watching the biopic and from everything else that i've kind of read and studied about him that was a very um difficult time in his life his personal life on top of it and turn you know and trying to film what he wanted to be his magnum opus um and to kind of tirade against something that you know, went against every fiber of his being um, in terms of like the Nazi regime and stuff like that. And it was a very important film he felt like he had to make. So, and it cost him a lot professionally and personally. So I think I would just like to be around during that time period. It's an interesting answer, which I like. Um, okay, let's, let's switch it up a little bit and get goofy. What's the dumbest way you've ever injured yourself? Getting out of bed in the morning. <laughs> Um, you know, be somebody that's, you know, a little bit north of 40 now. Um, I, it, it's, it's amazing how I can seem to pull a muscle and yeah. I, it's probably just cause I'm not active enough or whatever the case may be. Um, but it's getting out of bed. I pulled a hamstring about three weeks ago, just really? climbing out of bed in the morning. And it took like a couple days for it to actually start to feel better. <laughs> I think the most embarrassing part, and I don't know, you know, if it happened to you, but you know, when you go to work or you go somewhere and someone's like, Oh, what happened to you? And then you have to explain. So are you a, I'm going to be honest and be a little self-deprecating or are you a, I'm going to make something up. So I don't look like an idiot. Oh, I'm 100% honest. One time I pulled a Sammy Sosa and hurt my back sneezing and went to work the next day and was walking around like an old man bent over. And they're like, what happened to you? And I said, I pulled a Sammy Sosa and just would walk away and let people figure it out for themselves what exactly happened nice all right let's bring it back to gray 17 a bit so what's your favorite memory of gray 17 so far uh probably when we interviewed peter Jur jurisic 
Um, that to me, it was ultimately cool. Uh, it was so nice guy to talk to. Um, and even the fact that I think a couple of us have actually like exchanged private messages with them and stuff like that after the fact. Um, and it's, that was, that was kind of really like the, a pinnacle for me within this whole experience. Yeah. I hope I said it uh, during the interview and I hope, you know, we actually get to follow up. I hope we can get to talk to some of these cast members again, as we, as newbies get Later. further in the series, because there's so much, every time I see, you know, an episode and I'm like, Oh, I wish I, or I would have loved to have talked to Claudia about that. Or, Oh, I would have loved to talk to Peter about that. You know, wouldn't I, you love to talk about Peter about Londo later, especially <sighs> everything that's going on right now. Like <laughs> I, every time I'm watching these episodes now, every time my boy Londo does something, I go, I gotta, I gotta send Peter a message. I gotta talk through this. I need Londo therapy. And I, I, yeah. you know, I should just reach out to the source, but um, okay, well, with that in mind, and maybe you've given us a bit of the answer, what what are you looking forward to most with Gray 17? I can't see where the story goes. Um, I can, I'm definitely enjoying the times I'm right, and I'm even enjoying the times I'm wrong with so with a, with a lot of my predictions. Um, and seeing, you know, I, you know, one of the, one of the things I was right about, and it wasn't that extremely big of a shot in the dark, is you know, a big conflict or war is going to happen because it's science fiction. That's naturally where things go. But just to see the toll, you know, what kind of toll does this great conflict take? You know, in the, in the credits that we're watching right now, it says this is the year the Great War came for us all. You know, I want to see the effects of the war. I want to see what how, what's that going to do to people as people? You know, is what's mm -hmm. it going to do to people's psyche? Or, you know, are people going to tire of the war and start to you know, activate against it, you know, and just to kind of see what happens down, down the line with that and, you know, see, see the, cause we all kind of have this feeling. And I think we talked about it on a recent episode is, you know, things aren't ever going to really be the same here on out. And what's the, what's the new world going to look like once the smoke clears and the dust settles. Anything pod gray 17 specific related you're looking forward to? Like that was about the um, show, but yeah. Uh, the podcast in general, I'm, I'm just looking forward to, you know, every, this is one of the main things I look forward to every week is, you know, jumping on the podcast with all of you crazy assholes and talking about the, talking about the show and talking about our thoughts on it. And, you know, and just even like the stuff that doesn't end up making the final show, just getting to get, get together and catch up with my friends on a weekly basis, which is something I was terrible at before this show started. But now, you know, but now I get to talk to you a lot more often. I get to talk to Kevin and Blake a lot more often. I get to talk to, you know, Jesse and Nicole, which is, you know, something I very rarely did, except maybe a couple times a year, and then get to know new friends like Emily, Mike, and Andrew. Yeah, I um, I agree. You're the second person who's mentioned that. So it's another good time for me to plug. You know, if you join our Patreon at certain levels, you'll get that behind the scenes content that they've been talking about. So you can listen to us talk about all kinds of randomness and hilarious stuff that probably wasn't good enough for the episode. So another <laughs> Patreon plug there. Um, okay, well, I appreciate you doing this. This is fantastic. We end each of these with the same thing. So I'm going to ask you for two truths and a lie. Now, don't tell us the lie. Tell us your three, two truths and a lie. And then in the comments below, we're going to have people guess which one is the lie. And then after a week or so, we'll have you reveal what the answer is and see who was right. So whenever you're ready, give me two truths and a lie, not necessarily in that order. Okay. 
Um, I once ran a half marathon and thought I was going to die. Um, back in late 90s, early 2000s, I actually interviewed with the CIA. And I once tried to swim across the Mississippi River on a dare. Okay. Those, <laughs> I think those might be my, my favorite answer so far. So to recap, you uh, ran a half marathon and thought you were going to die. Mm -hmm. You interviewed with the CIA back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And you, on a dare, tried to swim across the Mississippi. Mm -hmm. All right, folks, well, you heard it there. So in the comments below, let us know which one of those is a lie that Justin has told us. All right. Uh, at this point, Justin, anything you want to say? Any last shout outs? The microphone is yours. I mean, I thank you guys uh, for all of you who watch this stuff that we do here, uh, because really none of this would be possible without the viewers and the listeners who tune in week after week. And a lot of them being newbies who are joining us along for this ride of experiencing the show for the first time. And this became and, and we, we say this all the time. And I think you hear this pretty much anytime any of us talks about the show is we didn't expect this to give go anywhere. We just thought it was going to be a bunch of us hanging out, watching the show, and just kind of enjoying talking to each other about it. And we didn't expect anybody would listen or care. And boy, did you all prove us wrong. So just thank you guys for coming along with us. And thanks for hanging out. And can't wait to see you all again, hopefully maybe in person someday. We'll see. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate it. Again, thank you for coming on, Justin. It was good to get to talk to you. Uh, thank you for watching. And I will remind you again, this is Getting to know Gray 17, which references Gray 17, the Babylon 5 podcast that we do right here on this channel. So if you are trying to catch up, if you're brand new and somehow found us, check the links below and consider giving us a listen, uh, a like, a subscribe, a comment. Anything is great. All of our socials are there, too. We have a lot of fun over on Facebook, um, Twitter and, and the like. So go ahead and, and, and feel free to, to join us uh, for getting to know Gray 17. I have been John and with me has been. Justin, thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks.